This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. To avoid the most catastrophic effects of climate change, the world is feverishly trying to avoid warming the globe by 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. A lot of it comes down to transitioning away from fossil fuels. It's a global effort, but implementation of the goal is also happening on the local level. Things like making sure there are enough chargers for electric vehicles, making buildings more fuel efficient, and even phasing out gas hookups in new buildings. We recently caught up with a local leader who traveled to Dubai to participate in the Global Climate Summit COP28 and learned more about what's happening in the suburbs. Kathy Adusi is the village president of River Forest. We also spoke with Kate Wallace, who's a River Forest resident and senior at Oak Park and River Forest High School. Now, she was part of a youth delegation to Dubai from It's Our Future. That's part of the environmental organization Seven Generations Ahead. I started by asking President Adusi what inspired her to attend the summit. Let's listen. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having us uh, um, here. Uh, and I'm so proud of the six high schoolers that went to uh, COP28, uh, especially uh, our very own River Forest, Kate Wallace. You know, what inspired me was, uh, first of all, River Forest, the village of River Forest, where I am uh, the village president. You know, we've made a commitment to sustainability, um, and we've made a commitment to also helping our, our the regional um, municipalities in the cities that surround us. And uh, frankly, the, there's three uh, mayors um, that uh, collectively came together mm-hmm. and created what we call C4, which was a um, cross-community uh, climate uh, collaborative, and it's called C4. And we did that about a year ago, and it includes myself and Village President Vicki Skamen from Oak Park. Okay. And um, the mayor of uh, Broadview, uh, Katrina Thompson. And the three of us got together to create this um uh, well, I'll call regional um, collaborative, and we we'll, can get more into it. But that's what inspired me to say, you know, we're doing things locally, um, but we need to know what n- things are going on in the world yeah. uh, regarding sustainability. So let's let's dig more into that that regional collaborative that you just talked about, mm-hmm. President Adusi. I mean, what do you see as the benefit of leaders from smaller municipalities participating in a global summit like this? Yeah. Well, the work gets done locally and um so that's where it all kind of comes together and of course it even goes further down with of course our youth um who are engaged in this topic which is very helpful um so the inspiration was you know we we get the work done locally and by coming together and working together um and sharing ideas and sharing um Strategies, I think, helps all of us along the way as we begin to look at sustainability initiatives. Yeah. And, and talking specifics, I mean, the role that yep. federal and world leaders play when it comes to limiting the use of fossil fuels, that's pretty clear. I'm curious how you see the role of local municipalities in implementing the transition to renewables. Well, there's lots. I mean, you know, um, Oak Park uh, just uh, passed an ordinance that uh, basically said any future development, it, uh, both residential and commercial, uh, will have to be all electric, not using gas. Uh, that's big. Yeah. Um, you know, River Force is considering something like that. Um, encouraging electric cars uh, by putting in infrastructure, EV charging infrastructure across our municipalities. So making sure that there are incentives. Yeah. 
incentives. I mean, obviously, the federal government provides incentives uh, for people who buy those cars. But then you also have to create infrastructure so that people realize it's easy. Right now, it's easy to go to a gas station to get gas. Is it easy to plug my car in somewhere when I need it? Well, President Biden skipped COP28 this year. So I'm curious, President Adusi, what you make of that, him not showing up. Well, I mean, you could say that was a, um, a unfortunate uh, that he didn't make that a priority. But he's also the U.S. president of the United States, and there happens to be quite a bit going on in the world. Um, he did send the vice president, which I think was important. And, of course, John Kerry, who's the uh, you know um, envoy cl- climate ambassador, yeah, um, which I think is important. Uh, those are uh, two very important people in the United States. So, um, so he was represented. He was represented. Well, you are here now on Reset in conversation with a high school senior who is a resident of River Forest. Uh, So, Kate, I want to turn it over to you for a moment and and ask if you have questions for President Adusi. Well, you just spoke a little on this, but um, I would say one thing is how will you prioritize specifically the phase out of fossil fuels in River Forest? Right. And so I think um, that's going to be a real discussion along the way because um, it's it's a change in the way we um, do things. I think we have to, again, encourage our residents to go more electric than gas in their homes, um, as well as any future development uh, that we that we do in our our own town. Um, I think we have to encourage people to compost, uh, do just some of the things that we we all know about, but um, most of our residents may not be composting. So we have to encourage, um, you know, those types of uh, initiatives so that we can begin to really reduce the fossil fuels, uh, the, the greenhouse emissions. Um, but, you know, moving away from gas, um, you know, it's hard to move away from steel and cement at this point in time, but certainly uh, any, any gas um, is, should be our priority. Uh, President Adusi, River Forest adopted the Chicago region's climate action plan back in 2021. Mm-hmm. How are you scaling it to, to meet the village's needs? Well, we're looking at everything from um, electrification to um, composting. We're asking uh, our residents to do local gardening. Um, you know, we're looking at um, solar panels. Uh, we've uh, made a decision to uh, relook at our zoning requirements so that it's easier for residents to put panels up on their um, homes if they like uh, to do so. We've also created an aggregation of, of buying solar, um, uh, wind, and uh, other um, alternative energy, mm-hmm. uh, renewable energies, so that our like for instance, I, I you know we use MC2, which is an aggregated um, solar uh, group, and you know it's uh, it's slightly cheaper than ComEd or other electrical right you know, uh, suppliers. Kate, what do you think of, of some of those initiatives? Um, I think that that sounds um, like we're making steps in the right direction, and I also think it's up to each person individually um, to do their part as well. So that is sounding good to me, but obviously there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're checking back in with uh, some folks who attended COP28 in Dubai, and we're hearing about their experiences. Our guests are uh, Kathy Adusi, who's village president of River Forest, and Kate Wallace, who's a senior at Oak Park and River Forest High School. Kate, while you were over in Dubai, you got to see a huge solar park there. 
Talk about that. Yes. So one of the days that I wasn't in the blue zone, we spent the afternoon um, at this solar park, which is the largest single site solar park in the world. Um, And the day before, I'd actually seen the Guinness World Record being awarded to this park, um, awarded to DIWA, which is the Dubai Electricity and Water Authority. Wow. So I was very excited to actually get to tour and see the space. Kate, while you were there, you also got to speak with David Turk, who is the deputy director of the Department of Energy. What was that like? It was very exciting. Um, We get to sit down with him just with our group. So it was exciting to speak with a leader on that level. Um, And I'm specifically very interested in energy. I'm hoping to uh, work as an engineer in the energy sector. So I was very excited to talk to him and learn more about what the Department of Energy is doing. Can you tell us a bit of what he shared? Yeah, so he talked a lot about um, the electric vehicle infrastructure, just like um, President Adusi was saying. Mm-hmm. So making um, it easier to charge vehicles and then also the distribution of them. So that was a big um, point he was talking about. And then also we talked about the grid and improving kind of grid infrastructure so that um, it's easier for renewable energy sources to join and actually supply electricity. Did you find that anything was missing in that conversation? Um, We did ask him about a fossil fuel phase out um, and he more circled around that idea and kind of talked about other departments. So I would say that is that topic um, seemed to kind of hit a mark with him. But what other good, uh, you know, developments came from your connections with uh, the other municipal leaders, President Adusi? Well, first of all, it was just great to be in that environment. Yeah. Um, if you can imagine the energy that like-minded goes on. people, yeah, like-minded all together, and you know, everyone's talking about the, you know, it's done at the local level. It's done at the, you know, collaboration of of local leaders, and it's so true. And I think for for me being able to be there and actually see just the energy of uh, the and, and the amount of people across the world that came together on a single issue um, um, it's amazing actually it's a, it's it's inspiring it's it, I came back uh, saying you know we can do more um, we need to do more of course our um, you know climate action plan says we need to get to zero emissions by 2050 we've got a long way to go um, that's why I was very inspired to see the the six high schoolers there because yeah. it does start, um, you know, at that age. Um, and, and we need the advocacy, the youth advocacy um, to really not only jumpstart all these conversations, but really look to implement many of the, you know, I think uh, discussions around sustainability yeah. and, and, and we need them. So, and lots on the table, right? As we've discussed. Yep. So what, what do you say is your next priority then for, for river forest? You know, we're uh, for us, we're going to continue to look at how we can have renewable energies through, again, the implementation of solar mm-hmm. uh, um, and really begin to push that out. We, I want to be able to have an EV infrastructure across River Forest. We have a few, um, but we need more. Um, we need to talk, uh, frankly, about just reducing our gas uh, reliance, and that goes to you know an ordinance that like i said o park had uh, passed regarding electrification right and um not allowing gas um to be part of any future development that's a bold move kate i hear you want to become an engineer so are you hoping to continue doing environmental work 
Yes, absolutely. I think that's part of the main reason I want to be an engineer. Um, I am very intent on working in the environmental sector. And since I really enjoy math and science, I'm hoping to pair that up and work in the renewable energy field. And I have a strong feeling we'll be talking to you again, Kate, (laughs) for sure. That's Kate Wallace, a senior at Oak Park and River Forest High School and Kathy Adusi, River Forest Village President. Thank you both so much. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, President Adusi mentioned composting several times. We also caught up with another member of the It's Our Future youth delegation to Dubai, which educates her peers about composting and food waste through filmmaking. Mayana Nelson is a senior at Riverside Brookfield High School. And I started by asking her about her interest in sustainable food systems. From a young age, I've been um, kind of working at sorting stations, um, teaching people what's the difference between compost and recycling and landfill. And I think I started that at the age of eight. And um, then I started. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started making films and that's kind of how I shared my voice. And so I made film called Fight Food Waste and it talked about um, getting your the food that you're wasting composted and kind of just in general reducing your consumption. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I made that video in high school and it's going to be screened in February at the Colorado Environmental Film Festival. And so for me, that was a big achievement. And I think now I'm speaking on a global stage about this. And um, it changed from my filmmaking being a way to get my shy voice heard Mm -hmm. to it now just being a way to amplify my my voice and spread my message even further. I would not believe that you were shy had you not just said that (laughs) a moment ago. Congratulations, Mayana, on all fronts. Really, this is is really great. You, I I don't want to skip over something that you just mentioned. I mean, you presented on this, on this topic at, at COP28. What was that like? Um, it was really cool to be able to, again, present on a global stage. Yeah. And um, to add on to my work with sustainable food systems, last summer I had an internship with the Illinois Farm to School Network mm-hmm. um, through Seven Generations Ahead. And so I really, on this panel, I talked about um, the Farm to School program and how schools um, in the country and across the world can get these programs into schools near them. And um, it was really cool to to be on this panel and to have such an engaged audience. Um, so I talked about um, farm school program. There was another high school student who talked about school gardens, hydroponics, mm-hmm. and just other ways her um, school is being sustainable in the lunchroom. And then there was also an adult from seven generations ahead who talked about um, how to get composting into schools. So we kind of tried to touch on all aspects of a sustainable food system and how you can bring all of those together um, to not only help the environment, but to help the local economy, as well as um, help address the problem of hunger. Yeah. And we're we're a couple months out from your film being uh, released, but what can you share? Anything you can tease for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I communicate my message by doing interviews with other people. So um, I had an interview with somebody from the EPA, as well as elementary school students who are getting composting into their schools. So there's a little hint about um, that. Yeah, oh, that is, is my mind is still blown, Mayana. This is incredible <laughs> stuff. You also got a chance while you were in uh, Dubai to, to visit the biggest farm, right? And you got to see some interesting technologies that are being used right now to grow food. Talk about what you noticed. Yeah, so it was really great to be able to see the biggest farm in Dubai. And um, so in Dubai, with it being in the desert, they have to have a bunch of different innovative technologies to be able to have a successful farm. Um, so first to address the problem of water, um, they have a technology for, um, that was created actually in Montana and it's called the Air Jewel. And that works to take um, water vapor from out of the atmosphere and turn it into water that can be used to water the plants. Mm. Um, another thing is that the soil in Dubai is sand. And so that isn't very great for growing um, plants. And so they have something called biochar that um, helps with water retention first. And then it also um, helps to fertilize and give nutrients to the plants. Um, So it's really cool to see how in countries and cities where you wouldn't expect them to be able to grow that much stuff to have all these cool technologies that allow them to still have um, local fresh food. Yeah, I I bet some of these systems seeing it up close surprised you in in a way, right? Yeah. To see how everything worked. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely surprised to see all these things because, again, it's not stuff that we see in... um, the United States very much, but specifically in Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. So back here at home in Illinois and at school, tell us about projects that you're taking on regarding sustainable food. How are you sharing this wealth of knowledge with your peers? Yeah, so again, um, kind of how I'm sharing my message is usually through film. But right now, I actually had a meeting today with um, our superintendent and principal about getting composting into our schools. And we're still on the very early stages. This was kind of pre-meeting to kind of start pushing to get composting in our school. Um, They seemed very excited about it. And I think we're hoping that by next year, we'll be able to start with composting in our kitchen and then eventually transition into having the students be able to do it in the lunchroom as well. But again, this is a very new project um, and something that I'm just starting to take on right now. That is Again, so impressive. I feel like I'm repeating myself because you are literally just blowing my mind. (laughs) That's Mayana Nelson, a senior at Riverside Brookfield High School. Mayana, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.